Blog Talk Radio. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. College Football Show. I'm your host, Chris Dietz. Um, the last time I got in touch with the Walrus, he was hard at work. Um, you know, that happens. Um, first of all, let me first apologize uh, to our listeners. We, we are doing a show. Uh, Wednesday was a rough day. I'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. But... Um, to 
Uh, we're coming to you on Friday because uh, I, I, I wanted to make sure we got a show in. Um, bef- I wanted to make sure we got a show in before the January 1st playoff games um, and everything. And we have a whole slew of things that led to us being on uh, Friday night instead of Wednesday night. We'll get to that too. But I just wanted to apologize to our normal listeners. And next week we will be back on Wednesday nights at our normal, in our normal slot, um, ready to go, ready to, ready to break down uh, all the things from the college football world. So we'll, we'll go with that and we're just going to run with it. Um, so for our normal listeners, you will notice that we have a brand new uh, phone number to contact us and you can contact the show at any time. That number is 516-418-5573. Now, um, I'm just going to start, go through this whole thing and just lay it all out on the line. Uh, the reason why we have a new call-in uh, a, a new call-in number is because we have joined up with uh, another show that another show decided they wanted to start their own network, and we uh, decided that it would be best for us to be a part of that network, and so. That's why you see us now as part of KJC Radio. Um, I want to take this opportunity to thank Farmer and B. Evans and all the crew over there at uh, Radio AFS. We, we meant no harm in making our move. We just saw this as an opportunity for us. And the, when it was presented to me, I... Uh, I, I, I was intrigued by, by going it alone and going on our separate ways. It had nothing to do with anything over there at Radio AFS. I think they do a great job, and we at the college, we at the Fifth Down College Football Show thank them for giving us a chance and um, everything that they did for us. So um, we just want to get that out there. We are now part of KJC Radio, and we're excited to be a part of this. Um, my my friend, my friends Kim and Jimmy, who do the hockey show, stay out of my crease. Tuesday nights, eight o'clock. They are the ones that are are running this network, are 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 doing everything, and we are so happy to be a part of them. I have been friends with Kim for almost. I, I say almost ten years now. It, I, I can remember the the time that I met Kim and, and started to really talk talk sports with Kim was when Hurricane Sandy hit. So whenever whenever that date was, that's when Kim and I started our um, sports relationship, and it's grown into a very good friendship. So when when Kim said she was going to try to do her own thing here on blog talk. I, I, I said, we'll, we'll ride with you. Cause Kim is the reason I, I, I started this radio show and 
so that's 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 where we're we're sitting at today. Um, that's also why our Facebook page is in a in overhaul as we try to get um, set up with everything. This all happened really quickly this week, so I'm hoping that maybe next week, maybe next week, I will have some time um, time to do that. Unfortunately, on Wednesday night at work, I I did the genius thing of slicing my thumb wide open. So that happened Wednesday night, and yesterday I was trying to deal with that. And good news is everything's okay. It didn't require stitches, and it ended up healing itself. So we're just waiting on that to get in. So that's why nothing is really set up yet because I've been dealing with all of that and try, still trying to work on top of it. So, um, so that, that's the behind-the-scenes stuff. Get that out of the way. We're doing a quick show tonight. Usually we do a two-hour. Apparently I only scheduled it for one hour because I, I was trying to get everything done, and apparently I did not schedule it right. But, you know, it is what it is. We have we have bowl games coming up. We have a lot to talk about as far as the playoffs are concerned, and we'll get that out of the way, and we'll we'll discuss all of that. So, of course, if you want to talk anything going on in the world of college football, um, if you want to talk NFL draft, always, always feel free to give us a call. We, we will definitely – um, get to you. As I said, usually I'm here with the walrus, but he was, he was stuck at work. Last time I talked to him, he, he was still, he was still trying to put in put in some work. So if he ends up calling in, we'll, we'll talk to the walrus. We'll get, we'll get all that going. But as far as what we got going on, it's just me right now. I'm actually in the studio right now watching the Northwestern versus Kentucky game, which is the Music City Bowl. And this bowl game has been, has had everything in it. It's had ridiculous calls from the officials. It's had ridiculous plays from the teams. And right now they are going over a fourth and one that Northwestern appears that they got stopped. They're reviewing the play right now. Um, Obviously, it's a big play because there's two minutes left. Kentucky trails by seven. So we'll keep you posted on that. We'll get you set up for um, we'll get you set up for the Cotton Bowl coming up, Ohio State and USC. So uh, again, a lot, a lot to do, a lot to do tonight, and I just wanted to get that out of the way. Other thing I wanted to get out, I want to get out of the way is. Um, obviously this show, anybody who's followed this show knows that we follow the Iowa Hawkeyes more than anybody else ever in, in college football. And obviously Iowa was able to get a win over Boston college in the pinstripe bowl. So we, we just want to, uh, mention that and get that, get that out there for the fans. 
because you know we you know we love Iowa and you know we love talking about it. That was actually one of the games I was most fan. Uh, I, I was I was interested in it not only just because Iowa was in it, but as I started watching the game, I was getting really into it as Iowa was able to make a comeback against Boston College and. Um, anybody who watched that game was probably thoroughly impressed with the way Iowa played down the stretch of that game. Um, so I'm going to say that I'm going to say that that was a a a very a very exciting thing for us during during the week. Um, another exciting game, probably the most exciting of any of these games, and um. Right now, Kentucky does get the ball, and they throw a strike on the first play, and they're down inside inside the 25-yard line, looking to tie this game up. So, we might have some we might have some college football overtime if if, if we can get that going on. So, um, Stanford TCU was a great game um, last night. I I I was I, I was pretty excited about this game. You know, I turned it on. I looked at the score, and I said, "Ah, Stanford's up." I said, "Stanford's up. They might be able to close this one out." All of a sudden, I turned back, and TCU is driving down the field, going for a game-winning score. So, TCU was able to pull it out, thirty-nine, thirty-seven over Stanford. That was probably the best game, as far as you know, the closest matchup that we've seen. Um. So I, I, I got to say, I was pretty excited about that game. Um, I'm trying to think of, of games that we did not talk about last week that were exciting. Um, obviously, big game for this show it was the mullet. And Oklahoma State, you know, we, you know we love Oklahoma. You know we love Mike Gundy. We love Mike Gundy's mullet on this show. So we do, we do try to look forward to them. And their game against Virginia Tech was another one. Another good game last night. Um, Oklahoma State did what Oklahoma State does. Well, I didn't expect that defense to play the way they did, but they were able to shut down the Hokies pretty good. And uh, Justice Hill was amazing for the running back for Oklahoma State. So that was a very good – oh, and we have an incomplete pass with the receiver falling down, and that was the latest flag I have ever seen. I don't know if the ref had trouble getting it out of his pocket or if he was just having trouble. So let's just set this up. So Kentucky's driving down the field, ball's thrown over the middle, and it looked like the receiver fell. Maybe there was incidental contact. But they're going to call holding. Not interesting because it's not pass interference. It's just holding. And... So they're given a holding call, and it was a good, it's it's a decent call. It's not a bad call. It looked like he was grabbed before the ball was thrown. So uh, it's not a bad play. It's not a bad not a bad call. It was just a really late flag. The, the flag came in way after what happened. So um, here goes Stephen Johnson running to the right side, and he lowered his shoulder. I don't think he got into the end zone, though. They're celebrating like he scored a touchdown, and now they've signaled touchdown. So, Steven Johnson 
taken off, running it into the end zone. I'm sure this will be reviewed. He gets feet in the end zone, but I don't know if the ball ever got in the end zone. And it looks like Kentucky will go for two. So this is quite the the game here. Obviously, Kentucky does not want to go into overtime. Um, Kentucky, Kentucky is trying to pull this out. Um, I'm hoping we're still on the air here because my, there we go. All right. Now, now my, my tablet decides to work. So, all right. So we've got that going on. So, yeah. Uh, it looks like um, Kentucky's going to go for two instead of trying to go for overtime. So we'll uh, we'll take some time to watch this with you. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty into this, as you can tell. I'm I'm into I'm into the bowl games. I love it. Um, we had a, we had a, a couple other um, big time games today. Um, we had a couple other games today. None of them have been ex- as exciting as this one. So. We're gonna stick with this. We're gonna stick with this game before I try to figure things out here. But um, this is an interesting call here. Kentucky's offense staying on the field, going for two. Let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens there. This is odd. The running back is talking to the offensive line. Now the quarterback is going up. So let's see. Northwestern needs a big stop here. And we got a Northwestern timeout, Pat Fitzgerald. And this game is interesting because Northwestern has failed on fourth down their last two drives. And one of them, if they had just kicked a field goal, they're probably not in this situation right now. Um, they, they gave Kentucky a chance, and Kentucky has taken their opportunity here to get this game under control. So, um, as I said, they, Northwestern has taken a timeout, so we're, again, still waiting on this. We got another game going on right now is the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. That's 13-13, New Mexico State and Utah State, all tied up. Um over there in the third, in late in the about five minutes left in the third quarter, so we're we're keeping an eye on that. Wake Forest, Texas A&M played earlier, and that was a shootout game. Who thought that was going to happen between those two teams? So let's see, Johnson throwing for the end zone, and it's incomplete on the two point conversion. Northwestern is going to escape. Gate with a 24-23 win. I'm sure the snowman is was sweating. Uh, again, the snowman is uh, from Snowman in the Morning. He has his show. I, I go on his show every, every every now and then to talk some college football, and he's a Northwestern guy, so I'm sure he was sweating this out as much as anybody else was. But now he can breathe easy, easily as the pass falls incomplete. And 
Northwestern will win this game. We'll win the we'll win the Music City Bowl, and we can move on to the Cotton Bowl here. Let's do some Cotton Bowl preview because this is I, I can't wait for this Cotton Bowl. The funny thing about the about the way the Cotton Bowl is set up this year is it's USC and Ohio State. And if you remember back to our first episode ever, we did our uh, opening season, we, we, we did our predictions. I picked Ohio State to win the national championship. Walrus picked USC to win the national championship. So it would have been nice if he was here for us to go into that. And and get a little get a little debate going, but um, that's you know that's what's gonna happen. I look for this Cotton Bowl. I look for Ohio State's Ohio State to dominate this football game. I don't, you know, everybody's gonna try to do uh to try and what well, what was that? That was the worst onside kick in the history of onside kicks. And now Northwestern can just down the ball and end the game because Kentucky only has one timeout left. I don't know what they were trying there. So, anyway, uh, Sam Darnold, uh, again, we have to see what Sam Darnold's going to do, whether he's going to – a lot of speculation on whether this is his last college game or not. I think he's going to go back to college, so I'm not really putting him in my NFL draft uh, ideas right now. Until he declares, then I'll start putting him on my draft board. But I think I think he's going to go back to USC and 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 try try to up his stock um, in an in the NFL draft. So I I think. And I think this game is going to show you whether he's ready for the NFL or not. This is an NFL-style defensive line, so he's going to have to get rid of the ball. He's going to have to get the ball out quick, get it to his receivers, get it on time, um, get the pass, get make sure his passes are accurate, because this is the defensive line that's going to get after it, get after the quarterback. That's been a problem for USC. They've struggled with strong defensive lines. I, I see that as how, as where they keep that going and on the offense on the on the other side of the ball I think JT Barrett is too experienced and Urban Meyer is too much of an offensive guy uh, offensive guru that he'll have something ready for USC and USC does not have a real shutdown defense so I'm expecting Ohio State to really come away with this game Vegas has Ohio State as a nine and a half point favorite. I I I expect this. I expect this to be a much better. Uh, I I think Ohio State covers easily. I'm going to say by by thirteen at least. Um, so I would take Ohio State if I were if I were betting, putting some money on this game. I would take Ohio State to win this game. Um. So we'll see what happens. This game doesn't start until let me see. I, I think it's it, it the game starts at around around eight forty, eight forty five. We'll have kickoff. Um we'll still be on the air when they kick off, but you know, it is what it is. So um 
I'm just looking around. I'm just looking around for something. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Okay. So, anyway, that's what we got going on. Um, that's what we got going on there. I've got a, I think Ohio State's going to be able to, to get it done. I think they've got, they've got the better defense. They've got an, a better offense. Um, so I, I think Ohio State will be able to win that. All right. Um, moving on, there, there's some, some big games coming up. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, tomorrow, you've got. Tomorrow you've got the Fiesta Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Um, the Fiesta Bowl, let's just talk a little bit about it. Interesting game with Washington and Penn State. Um, I think Penn State's the better team in this. Again, another Pac interesting because it's another Pac twelve Big Ten matchup. So but I, I, I think Saquon Barkley's the best player on the field. I think um Washington, I, I, again, I, I don't think Washington has a real shutdown defense. I think Saquon will be able to, to find his way, and Trace McSorley will have to carry the day and make that Washington defense respect his passing ability. And, of course, you got um, the tight end, Gasecki there. So you got the playmakers. The playmakers are pretty much all on the Penn State side of the field. So I'm going to stick. I'm going to go with Penn State in in the Fiesta Bowl. I'm going to take Penn State to win that one. Let's just – so we can do it for our listeners here. Let's give a little – let's give a little bit of love to see what we got going on here. Hold on. Hold on. Just looking to see the game. I just want to give you guys the proper information. Penn State, only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I would take Penn State. I think they win this game handedly. Again, I think it's going to be about I, – I, I would say about 10 points. I would say probably somewhere in the 27-17 range. Um, so I would feel pretty comfortable about, about a Penn State – betting Penn State there. Another game – uh, of course, interesting to this show because anybody who knows Walrus knows he's a Miami fan, and you want to listen. You, you want. I, I would be interested to see what to to know what Walrus thinks about um, going against Wisconsin. These are the two teams that were giving us the most headaches during the year in the uh, in the bowl in in the playoff selection process. Uh, Wisconsin and Miami were were the teams that everybody was everybody kept saying, "Oh man, these undefeated teams. When are they going to drop out?" And fortunately enough, now they're playing each other in a bowl game. So it's it's very interesting to see see what happens here. Um, of course, the last time we saw Wisconsin, they were getting run out of the building by Ohio State, and the other last the the last time we saw Miami play they were uh i believe Clemson was still is still scoring touchdowns on Miami as we speak um they've been so that's that's how that um you know that's how that game is set up Miami uh, 
Miami's pretty beat up. Uh, as far as their last game, they were very beat up. I don't know how many of those injuries and guys are coming back. I think if Miami had a full squad and were fully healthy, I would say um, I would say that um, I, I I would say if they were fully healthy, I would take my I would feel very good about taking Miami in this game especially with Miami as an underdog in the Orange Bowl. You know, you know they're going to come out with this, you know they're going to come out with the uh the smoke and and all all that Miami jazz. You know they're going to pull that out in my in in cuz this game is in Miami. You know they're going to pull all the theatrics. So, I I'm going to I'm going to stick with it though. I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to say Miami upsets Wisconsin, wins a close game. Um I I think I, I think again I, I I I it all comes down to how healthy Miami is on defense and whether they can stop um Tucker the running back from Wisconsin. I'm gonna say Miami's able able to do that. I don't think Wisconsin's able to run that hot run a hot the off the type of offense that's given Miami trouble has been that high powered, you know, Clemson style offense, which, you know, gets people on the edge and beats beats you with pretty much total speed. I don't see Wisconsin as that kind of team. I think Miami's gonna be able to hold them. And I'm gonna say with I'm gonna say Miami wins. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go twenty four twenty four twenty. So I got Miami as a total upset in that one. Now let's move on to all right. So those are all games tomorrow Saturday. We take a break Sunday. We take a break for the NFL on Sunday, New Year's Eve, and we here at the at the fifth down college football show. We let us be the first ones to say Happy New Year's. And we hope all our listeners get to join us um, in the new year as we as we get on this new venture. It's gonna be a totally new year for us and a totally totally new experience. So uh, we're looking forward to that. So um, January first is is gonna be gonna be a, a very a very fun very interesting day because. Um, Obviously, you got you got the the you got the early bowl games, which um, are all are all kind of intriguing matchups. Uh, obviously, uh, you start with the Outback Bowl, Michigan, South Carolina. Again, we've had this discussion. When is Michigan going to win a big game? Does this count as a big win for Jim Harbaugh? I don't think so. I I don't think this counts as a big game. I do think Michigan is going to be able to win this game. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be able to beat South Carolina. I don't think it's gonna be by much. I would take South Carolina to cover. I think it's gonna be a close game, not not a Michigan blowout. Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite. So I would take 
I would take South Carolina to cover, but Michigan wins, and I would say something like 27-24, somewhere in, in that realm. Um, one of the most interesting games, not, not a playoff game, is the Peach Bowl. And you got UCF, you got Scott Frost coaching in his last game before he, take, before he goes to Nebraska. They have allowed him to coach. I think that was the right move. Um, I've seen it debated a lot where, oh, why is Scott Frost, you know, able to coach this game? Why blah, 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 okay? Scott Frost got them to 12-0. and 0. I think it's important for this for UCF to be able to say, hey, we went 13 and 0. You know, if it, you want them to say we had an undefeated season, and the best way to do that is to have Scott Frost still at the helm. And as long as he's okay with it, his players are okay with it, I think it's the right move because you want, you want that continuity there. You don't want to have somebody, you don't want to have the, um, you don't want to have the excuse of, oh, we lost, we lost to Auburn because our, you know, because we lost our coach. That that's not, that's not what you want out of this season, um, especially in a game like this. And Auburn, it, we've seen Auburn be absolutely dominant, like they were over Georgia in the first meeting against Georgia. And we've seen, we saw how they, they played against Alabama, especially in that second half of the Alabama game. So we know Auburn can be very um, fickle because we did see them in the SEC. Last time we saw them in the SEC championship game, they were, eh, I would say, they, they were kind of lackadaisical, kind of not really with it that day. So it's all going to depend on which Auburn team shows up. Uh, the Auburn team that's hungry for a win and and is, is fired up for this game, that's a dangerous team. That's a dangerous Auburn team. But if you get um, – however, if if you find – if the Auburn – if Auburn shows up and they just say – and they're, you know, defeated about not making the college football playoff, not winning the SEC, and they just ho-hum it, uh, UCF is gonna is gonna be able to take this one. Auburn nine and a half point favorites. I would take UCF to keep it close. Um, I think they're gonna keep it. I think they're gonna keep this game close. And it, it, it it's painful to go against Gus Malzahn. You know he's gonna be able to put points up. I think this game is going to be a high scoring. I think it's gonna be a very fun game to watch. Everybody should have it on their must watch list. Um, I'm going to go with this one and I'm going to go, I'm going to go UCF. I'm going to say 45, I'm going to say 45, 45, 41. That's, that's what I'm going with. I think UCF is able to pull the upset, have the undefeated season and we'll, we'll, we'll be able to dive into more of that going on. Um, the citrus bowl is an interesting matchup. Notre Dame against LSU. Um, you know, LSU, everybody was up in arms when LSU lost to Troy. And it seems they turned their season around enough to get 
into a New Year's Day bowl. And anytime you're in a bowl game against Notre Dame, you know it's going to be it's going to be uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on you because that's that's how Notre Dame does it. They're they're one of the only uh, real national teams that has a following no matter where they go, no matter where that game is played, they're going to have their alumni getting involved. So they're going to have a nice crowd there. And it's also the Citrus Bowl, so LSU will have their showing as well because it's close to home. But, again, anytime you're playing against Notre Dame, you know you've made it to a pretty decent bowl game and you want to have a good showing. Um, Notre Dame Notre Dame's another one of those fickle teams we've seen them blow out teams and we've seen them get absolutely housed by um, obviously uh, the Miami game was an eye opener and um, also the loss to Stanford so we've seen Notre Dame play you know, play lackluster games. We've seen them blow out USC. We've seen them blow out um, NC State. And we've seen them blow, you know, blow teams out. But we've also seen them get it handed to them as well. So, in this one, LSU, three-point favorites. Three-point favorites. You know I'm a Notre Dame guy. I'm a Notre Dame fan. So, I might be looking at this from a, a – too much of a fan, too much of a fan pick here. But I'm gonna take Notre Dame. I'm gonna take Notre Dame to win it. I'm gonna take Notre Dame 27, LSU 20. All right. Now we're gonna spend the rest of the show talking about talking about playoffs. Talking about the playoffs and the bowl games in the playoffs, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Um, We'll go. We'll just go in order of the way the games are scheduled here, and it's kind of int- it's kind of interesting to me that the Rose Bowl is being played first, and the Sugar Bowl is being played put at night. I I think this was a scheduling job by the NCAA. They want to get that Clemson Alabama game on in prime time. That's why they're doing this, um, because usually you would probably want the two closer teams together. You, I mean, Georgia and Oklahoma are the two three. That's kind of your, you know, these teams are pretty close because obviously they're ones two, ones three. And Clemson, Alabama, you would think are further apart because it's, you know, the one versus four matchup. Um, but we'll start with Georgia and Oklahoma. Obviously, Georgia has had a very good season. Um, Kirby Smart winning the SEC. You you, you got to love um, how Georgia's played this year and the way that they're able to do things running the football. They got that three-headed monster at running back. Um and we saw in the SEC championship game, it's not that it's not getting the running game. The running game is going to feed off whether or not Jake Fromm can take over the passing game. If Jake Fromm can establish himself early, it's going to open up the field for Georgia. And 
Oklahoma, we've, we've talked about this all year. It's been a running theme on our show. Big 12, where the defense is optional. Oklahoma has had optional defense pretty much all year. So teams have been able to put a lot of points up. The difference is Oklahoma's quarterback, Baker Mayfield, he knows how to put, put up points too. So um, for me, as I look at this team, as I look at this game, I think I, I would take Georgia because I, I always stick to, um, you know, defense will, will win out in these games. And I think Georgia has the better defense. They have Kirby Smart, a defensive-minded coach. And they also have the running game to uh, help that defense do what they're supposed to do. So I I want to say – I want to say I, I believe – Georgia is able to take this game. Georgia is favored by two and a half. I think they're able to win by almost a touch. I think it's I think it's going to be either a touchdown or more for Georgia because I think their defense is going to be able to figure something out. Obviously, Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to say Baker Mayfield is going to get shut down completely uh, as the game begins here in the Cotton Bowl. The game begins with USC running right into the defensive line. So we're underway. Oh, we have a caller. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Just we're not there. Fourth quarter and, and collapse. That's what a lot of, yeah, fourth quarter collapse. It's just all, all these things that we're constantly seeing. And then when you look at the second year where he, he just lost the locker room, he lost everybody. I mean, with the team just running awry. And, I mean, hell, if you look at before that, before going into the season, the, the offseason leading into that, the fact that players were pretty much just on social media doing whatever they wanted, bidding for a quarterback, you know, that wasn't even I – mean, he couldn't even control any of that stuff. So, I think if he was to get fired for that, I think a lot of people would have understood. A lot of people that have watched and have seen would have understood exactly why he got fired. Now, if we were just firing guys left and right like the Browns used to do just because it's a Wednesday, we're going to get rid of you, you know, and, and they're doing the best that they can with the, with a bit of talent, then that would have been different. I, a, a lot of people forget when he first got here, he handpicked a lot of those guys that were brought in, a lot of those guys that we signed with that ton, the ton of cap money, and they underachieved that year because of a lot of issues that he had as well. He lost us a lot of games that first year with, those, with a lot of those issues that we brought up. So I, I don't think that getting rid of him would have sent a message to the NFL that we just turn and burn and we just fire everybody. If you look at, look at the time that we gave Rex, we gave Rex quite a bit of time before we got rid of him. We, you know, we don't always just don't turn and burn people, but you've got to produce. And if you're not producing, if it's a talent level, then you got to, you know, the GM's got to put something together and do something out there. But I think if we were fired top bowls, I don't think it would have been an unattractive job because, like Tyson said, we have so many resources. you got $90 million, you got – a, you know, a draft, you got a top seven pick, and we also have a second round pick as well from the Seahawks too. So this is an attractive job because you literally get to come in and build your own team the exact same way that Todd Bowles came in here and did that as well his first year. Um, I kind of came in in the middle of that. Uh, who am I speaking with? I don't hate you guys. Come on. Like I, said, <laughs> <laughs> I just, like I said, I – 
I, I don't think it's always a hundred about like this, the simple numbers. Oh, it's, okay. we got tons of cast speaks and stuff like that. I also think. All right. I think somebody called us and is trying to join us into a conversation that I have no idea what's going on. So, um, I kind of got out of that. Um, uh, it looks like they're talking about jets, the jets, uh, the jets are bringing Todd Bowles back. Um, yeah, it looks like they, they hung up. So (laughs) it looks like that, it looks like that was a mistake. Sorry about that. It happens. Uh, if you guys want to call us back and join join us as part of the show, definitely give us a call. We'll we'll talk we'll talk anything on this show. We'll take phone callers right away. Um, but while I was in there, Ohio State forces a turnover. I believe it was an interception. Again, I was trying to figure out what was going on with my phone, trying to follow where that conversation was going. I think it was. So let me just, this is the great thing about TV now. You can just rewind and see what's going on. All right, so third and six, Sam Darnold. And, of course, Sam Darnold drops back the pass. That was a first down. So, oh, they got the first down, and I was right. It was a fumble. So fumble recovery by Ohio State. And now we go back to live action. Um Ohio State scores a touchdown. JT looks like JT Barrett dives over. JT Barrett goes over to goes over the top. So QB sneaks it into the end zone, and that's how we go about that. All right. So I was talking about Georgia. I think Georgia is going to get Oklahoma. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go with the defense on that one. Georgia beating Oklahoma. Um, that's how, that's how we're going to play that in the, and now we'll talk about the sugar bowl, the sugar bowl, the, the third time we're going to see Alabama versus Clemson. This is the first time Clemson is coming in as the bigger, better team. Um, but of course, even though Alabama's the four seed, Vegas still has them as a three-point favorite. I think a lot of that is um, given to Nick Saban. It, it's pretty much uh, Nick Saban uh, will be able to figure this out. And they, I think Vegas just doesn't trust um, trust the quarterback at Clemson like they did. They 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 don't expect a Deshaun Watson type. Uh, effort at, out of out of out of Clemson. I'm not of that. I think Clemson has played when their quarterback has been healthy, Clemson has been pretty unstoppable on offense. So I actually think Clemson has the better athletes, especially on offense, to get this done and I'm I'm going to take Clemson in this game. I'm going to I'm going to take Clemson. I think it's going to be close just like last year. I think Jalen Hurts is able to put up some plays, but I think, again, I think Clemson just has the better playmakers on both sides of the ball. I think they have a better, I think they have a better defensive line, a deeper defensive line. 
as far as already having um, experience, they've they've rotated a lot. Alabama kind of runs their guys out. To, they kind of rotate a, a few guys, not as many as Clemson. I don't think they're as deep. I think they're as talented, but not as deep as 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 I would say Clemson is. So I would say. So again, I'm going to put that in Clemson's pocket. I'm going to put. The, I'm going to t- say that they have a more explosive style offense. Um, and they, if Alabama does fall behind, do you trust Hurts um, to bring that team back? Seeing what happened in Auburn, in the Auburn game, I don't really know that much. I don't really trust Hurts to bring the team back. So I'm going to go with Alabama, uh, uh, with Clemson over Alabama. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty thirty to twenty seven. That's what I'm thinking right off the top of my head. I think that's where Clemson's able to go. Um, again, I think it's gonna be a great game. I think we're gonna have two great playoff games. So I've got Georgia and Clemson in the final. And we'll see where we go from there. There's no sense making that prediction because we do have another show before the national championship game. So we'll be able to come back and discuss whether my picks went through or whether they didn't. That's an outlook right there of what we got going on. So um, we got about 10 minutes left on this one. This was a quick, Again, this was a quick show because I screwed up the time, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, like I said, we we do – we apologize for the Friday night show. We usually – again, we will be doing Wednesday nights 8 to 10 Eastern time. We will be um, – uh, again, when we come back, Next week, all the bowl games will be over. We'll be looking to the national championship, and we'll be shifting gears a little bit as we focus more on NFL teams, NFL draft prospects, and we'll be breaking all that down, um, you know, the way we always do. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there before we uh, before we get too far into everything. Of course. Um, our Facebook page will be set up, and again, it will be it will be the Fit Down College Football Show. You'll, yeah, that's how you'll be able to find us on Facebook, and you'll be able to ask us any questions, any kind of draft questions you got, any questions on anything on foot on any kind of football. You can ask us; we will provide you with our best answer in wh- in what we got going on. Um, We'll be discussing the NFL playoffs. We'll be breaking down a lot more as we get as we get this show on the road here um, in the off season. I'll give you a couple more off season plans for us. We're gonna we're also during the off season we're gonna do a little football one hundred and one um, for for the fans out there. So if you have a if you if you know somebody who's not really up on what all what all the terminology different different things are we're going to talk about what it means to be a spread offense what it means to be a pro offense what a what what 
what they're talking about when they're talking about zero techniques and one techniques and what's a, what's, what's a nine technique mean um, so that you can know when you are watching a game, you can understand what the announcers are talking about when they're, when they're discussing all these things, what they mean when they talk about a read option, what, what's going on, what, what it means to have a veer option, what it means to be a straight triple option. So we'll get, we'll get into all of that in the offseason as well. We'll break down some of that stuff. And, of course, any questions you have about the game, um, definitely once we get the Facebook page going, shoot on over to it, drop us a line. Um, one of the things I'm going to try to start doing after the new year is I'm going to start a um, a college football group on on Facebook, so we can have our own little our own little group of college football fans and maybe some NFL draft fans and, and you know, any kind of football fan. I'm going to start a little group, and we can have uh, you know that way we can have discussions in in the group. We can have daily discussions, and we can bring it up bring up stuff on this show that gets brought up in the group. That's something I'm definitely going to work on as we get this, uh, like I said, as we get this show going. We'll try to get a little more interactive so that we can have, we can have a little, little fun, little, little fun debates and we, we can, uh, you know, promo some of the people who, you know, can't really get on the show because it's on at 8 o'clock and they got to put the kids to bed or, you know, it's on a night where somebody's got to work or whatever. We can still highlight your comments because you can get get in the group. So that's a, something that I'm going to look into expanding for our show. And again, uh, oh, and as we're talking here, there's Nick Bo. There's Nick Bosa getting getting to the quarterback. And this is what I said: USC is going to have a problem with all night is this pass rush and you know. Uh, that's just a bad. Uh, that's just a bad play by USC. Bad alignment. I mean, you got Bosa going against a a tight end. That 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 you're gonna lose that battle every time, especially when the back has to come across the field to chip. That that's not gonna help. So we see a sack. We got third and eighteen. We have five minutes left. And again, I I. I started the show started the show by saying, you know, we we were so glad to have the opportunity to join uh KJC and and again that this was a decision that was made because of my friendship with Kim and when she asked if it was something that I would do and you know, her and her co-host uh, want if they were going to do it, you know, would I join them when it was asked to me? It was something I had to think long and hard about. And um, um, again, we have no hard feelings for the Radio AFS group. They were great to us, and we thank them for everything for getting us started. But again, um, my relationship with with Kim is what made me say, you know what, I think this would be a good idea. If this is something Kim is, is on board with, I'm going to get, I'm going to jump, jump in and I would. 
So, so we did make the jump. We are now on KJC Radio, and we 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 hope that this this venture gets out there to everybody, and we're we're gonna push it the same way we push everything else. Um, nothing nothing changes for our show. It's just gonna be the name change, a different number. But other than that, we're gonna come back. Um, like I said, we still got tomorrow. We got New Year's Day for college football bowl games. Then we've got a national championship game, which should be, you know, a pretty, uh, which w- will be a pretty fun uh, experience for all of us to get in. Hopefully, it's as good as last year's was. We'll see who the teams are involved. Next week, we'll definitely get all into the national championship. We'll start some NFL draft talk next week. Hopefully, hopefully, we will be on Wednesday night. Hopefully, I won't cut myself again and won't have to deal with that. So, um, we're looking forward to that. And, again, as we get going here, and definitely when we get into NFL draft, if you know somebody who is a fan, we're probably going to take one, maybe two teams uh, a night as we do our show. We're going to, you know, see how it goes here. We're going to try to focus on one team each each night we do our show. We're going to try to fo- focus on that. So if you know somebody who is a Cleveland Browns fan, let us know. You know, let them know, hey, they can come on and they can they can give us a talk and we'll we'll talk to them about we want to talk to fans of those teams. We want to talk to Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. We want to talk to um you know, New York Jets fans, New York Giants fans, um, Tennessee Titans fans. We want to talk to Cowboys fans. We want to talk to Redskins fans. We want somebody from the fan base to get out here and voice who they think their team needs, what they think is most important to their team, and we'll go from there because that's what this show is about. It's about getting the fans' voice out there um, so that's how we're going to tackle the NFL draft. We're going to try to get the fans' perspective of what they think uh, their guys need if if they're not as involved in college football as we are. We'll give you know we'll take what the fans say. We'll take their um, you know their their whatever whatever they think we need. We'll give them the guys we think are important or guys that we think. We also have some NFL draft gurus that I know that follow it really hard. So we'll try to get them to come on as guests. So you can get a lot of perspective on these players as, as they go forward. But with 30 seconds left, I want to say thank you to everybody. I especially want to say thank you to Kim for giving us the opportunity on this network and tune in next week, Wednesday. We'll be back in our Wednesday, eight o'clock time. Definitely join us then, and hopefully our Facebook page will be up by then. If not, enjoy you. Have a happy New Year's. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the playoffs. And we'll be back next week to talk all about it.